Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel. From cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome to Passports and Postcards. I would like to welcome to the show today, Rachel Smets. Rachel is clarity coach, a TEDx speaker, author, a YouTuber. And I've watched some of her YouTube videos are very good, so you should check her out. I will put that information in the show notes. Rachel helps mid-career professionals transition from stuck in an unfulfilling job to confidently turn their passion into income. Escape your nine to five with a plan. Find clarity, confidence with your clear roadmap to live the life you desire. Rachel has lived and worked in many countries and had lived her life on her own terms. She's now a digital nomad. Welcome to the show, Rachel. How are you? Oh, what an introduction. Thank you, Randall. Happy to be here. Now, being a digital nomad, can you tell our listeners what, uh, what made you decide to become a digital nomad, to travel the world? What made me decide? Well, I'm, I'm, I love traveling to begin with. I, I've been living in many different countries, and um, there is a difference between living in a country for a longer time and actually traveling. So I did for the past 20 years live in many different countries, and I, I, I'm passionate about other countries and other countries habits and new new things and you I, I just I yeah it's just um it's every time it's a challenge but I like challenges. I, I'm 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 very um very passionate about that. And so instead of living in different countries, I'm now actually um traveling more. So that means that I'll stay in place for one to two months, sometimes three months, and then I'll move again uh, to another place. So it's not literally moving my whole household and home and everything, but it's it's traveling. So there is a big difference. It's easier in a sense, but then you don't have a home base. I sold my home, I sold all my belongings. So that's what I do. How I became this is a process, but one thing is for sure, I can tell you, Randall, I was in a corporate job a few years ago and I did not like a day job. I did not like office hours and I certainly did not like to work for a boss. So what made me decide is burning out of that corporate job and realizing, wait a minute, that's not me. I'm not a person who wants to work for a boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be my own boss and I want to make my own decisions and have a freedom lifestyle. So does that answer your question, Randall? It answers my question. And I think it is, you know, as we get older, um, as we sort of, as we get older, I say myself, uh, there comes a point in time when we look back at our life and say, you know, as you said, uh, working for a boss, having to work those specific hours, not having the freedom to be creative as you wish, you come to the realization that you want to travel and you only spend a few months, maybe two or three months, and then you move on. How has that uh, affected your view of, I guess, the world of being able to travel and meet interesting people, discover new cultures and cuisine. For me, it's cuisine. I always discover new cu- cuisine. So 
Can you tell us a little bit about what you love about this ability to just travel? Like you said, you've sold everything mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. have this freedom. Yeah. What does it mean to you? It's a great question. And um, there's a lot that crosses my mind. So for me, it's um, when I think back, you know, over the past years, the first thing that comes to my mind is that it it helped me build my confidence a lot. I used to be a person, a very shy, low self-confidence. And through traveling, having to learn the new, having to step out of my comfort zone all the time, having to talk to people that I don't know, meet new people, having to try new cuisine, new foods, new items, having to, um, yeah, find, you know, get lost and find my way again every single time. And and um, I think that it, it has, you know, really made me overcome the shyness, really grew my confidence a lot. And it also, I feel rich, Randall. I feel rich in experiences. You know, I can I can talk about so many countries. I can talk about so many amazing places. I've seen, you know, I've seen poor. I've seen rich. I've seen beautiful. I've seen trash. I've seen, you know, I just, I feel like I'm, I also feel I've become more grateful for the things that I have because of all the things that I've seen. I've also become, I feel more simple i've simplified my life like i feel i don't need that's why i took a decision to and trust me it's a hard decision it's not a small decision to sell your home and sell all your belongings but i feel like i don't need stuff like i can definitely live more simple and be happy because happiness is within and some people who don't understand the whole travel they would then tell me like, Rachel, what what are you running away from? You know, some people have asked me that question. Why do you keep traveling? What are you running away from? I'm not running away from anything, not not at all. It's those people who hate travel that ask those questions, right? So I, um, it's for me, it's, it's opening up to new things and to new challenges and to discovering you. And I like getting lost. I literally like getting lost because it forces me to ask people, hey, where am I? You know, and Yes, some people would think like, oh, now you have your smartphone with you, right? But I'm literally right now in the south of France and I'm in the middle of mountains and I can guarantee you that 4J is not always working. Um, And so, yeah, it is about, you know, forcing yourself to get out of your comfort bubble. And I feel I can take on more challenges because I have experienced so much fears that I have overcome. And again, about that simplifying, you know, the materialistic things. um, Yeah, I feel I'm more happy and content with simple, just yeah, simple, just, just the people, just the surroundings, just, yeah, I don't, I don't need a whole bunch of pretty clothes or if I wear the same shirt every day, you know, it's fine. You know, I'll just wash it. I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. When people ask you, what are you running from? I think the answer should be, is no, what I'm running to, and that's the next adventure. I find that we are caught up in, I know here in Canada and North America in general, we are consumers and we're all caught up in the next best thing. We have to get the next. Uh, I live in a modest home, drive a modest vehicle. I have, you know, not everything that's brand new. I look at it as the adventure. So as you coming to terms, like I know from reading a little bit about you, you you did go to university in the UK. Was that one of your first experiences abroad? And maybe that's where you got the itch from is like, what? What did you decide to do or when did you decide that travel was something you want to do? Was it mm-hmm. 
was the was yeah. it in it? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, I, and I know the exact answer to that because I remember, even if it's twenty years ago, uh, definitely nothing to do with university because I only went to university when I was past my thirties. So um, I was uh, no, um, but I was in my early twenties and I had a lot of um, where I lived, a lot of contact with expats. And, uh, you know, all these, these expats people, you know, coming from all these different countries. And, and the more I talked to them, even if they weren't sharing their experience, just the fact that they were in my country from another country, it just intrigued me. And so more and more, I, I was like, wow, how would it be to live in another country? How would it be for me to work in another country? And that's where my itch came just meeting people from other countries and talking to them. I'm like, wow, I want to experience that. Like, even if they were not even sharing about, oh, my expat life is this or that or rosy or not rosy, but just the fact of, wait a minute, it's actually possible to go to another country and live and work there, right? Because I, I, I <laughs> it's not coming from my family because my family, my parents and my brother, they're like so home-based people like they will never they they hate travel I don't know like I'm sometimes wondering if my parents are my parents because I don't know where I got this bug from but it's definitely not from my family they they, they, they will not travel they will not move their town but yeah so that's where I started and my very first country was Spain actually so I moved to Spain uh, and um, I looked for a job there I had what I did, Randall, is, uh, and I remember vividly, I, I had this idea in my mind, I want to I wanna go abroad. And the reason I re actually wrote a book, Living Abroad Successfully, is because I've learned that so many people think, oh, you know, I love going on holiday to France, so let's move there. And then you get there and it's like, oh, wait, oh, wow, oh, it's really different than my holiday. Because on a holiday, you have a nice hotel and nice food and everything is done for you. And, and when you live somewhere... You know, it's the same thing as when you're home, you have to wash, you have to go and get groceries and you have to cook and you have, you know, and you have to adapt to the culture. And there's so many more things that people don't realize. And that's why so many people try it and then go back home. And so that's why I, I wrote all these things, you know, that the cultural shock, the language, you know, everything. Um, so it's not made for everyone. So I definitely did my research. And what I've done is I thought, OK, I'm not going to be I never, ever want to be in financial issues. And the finances is a big thing. Some people are like, oh, I'm going to start my dream in the States or I'm going to start my dream in that country. But you need money, you, you know, especially when you go to a new country, new rules, new politics, new everything. Like it's not it's it's more difficult than in your home country. So why do you think you're going to start to dream live in a foreign country where you don't know the rules and regulations and, and the language? Right. So anyway, long story short, I looked for a job. In different countries, I was in. Uh, I applied in Monaco, in Curaçao, in Spain. I think there were four. Anyway, and I had um, job interviews in all of these countries, and so I traveled there. And I really traveled with a mindset of, okay, I'm gonna first of all nail the job interview so I can get the job. And I thought, if I have a job, then I have money and I can sort all the rest out, right? So I mean, you have to. I'm always like with all my clients I work with. I'm always money comes first. Sorry, uh, we need it. So. And so I got accepted in all of them. And so I traveled to all these countries and I really went with a mindset of, okay, could I actually live here? So first I was in Curaçao and I talked to the locals there and I, you know, and I speak the language and, and then I thought, wait a minute, it's, 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 it's super small. You know, it's, it's a small Island, you know, it doesn't, you know, you're kind of very restricted. If you want to go somewhere, you need, you know, a boat or a plane or, you know, it's just, 
So it doesn't, you know, and then uh, different electricity and all of that. So I thought, mm, no. Then Monaco. Oh, London was another one. London and Monaco got accepted as well, but London was super expensive. And I thought, wow, accepted in all these countries. And then I, I was comparing, um, you know, could I live here? And London was super expensive. Monaco in France was super expensive. So I thought, no, that's that's not really what I want. So yeah, Spain was a country, my very first country where I had a job and I moved to and I moved everything and um, and I started there. Well, I think one thing I read up on you is the fact you speak multiple languages. So that would help you now. I don't yes. know if it's something you've learned over time. But again, you talk about places where to live and research is important. In the, but knowing languages has really helped you. So can you tell yeah. us how that has benefited you? Yeah, it. Uh, oh my gosh, so much, Randall, so much. It's um, it's huge. I um, well, I guess I I love languages, but it's something that um, you have to learn to make it something fun and lovable. I think the reason I say that is because some people come to me like, oh, you know, it's easy for you, or um, you know, or I I don't like it, and and it's it's. I guess I I made myself like it, you know, and there are so many ways. Well, I. I, I made myself like it. And, and the way I learned it is, is also a reason why I, I started off, you know, making some money online teaching languages, right? Because that's how I know how many people are afraid of it or, or not liking it. But there's so many fun ways to learn a language. And I did everything on my own. I had the chance that my parents um, raised me bilingual to begin with. So that definitely helps. And I've had, um, you know, friends, because English is actually my third language, to be honest with you. So I had a friend when I was in my young teens um, who was American, which is how I learned my English. And from there, I've always talked more English than any other language in my life. My studies were in English and in American. And for example, Spain, right? I went to Spain, so I wanted to learn Spanish. So I, I really learned it on my own. I started, you know, I bought a book and I studied vocabulary. And and then I I, I make it fun in a sense that, you know, tips for your audience could be, and that's what I do put a movie on in your language with subtitles in the new language or vice versa. Put it in the new language with subtitles in English. You can do that easily on Netflix these days or, or, or Amazon. Children's books, magazines. Um, I set my email in the new language that I want to learn, like just on purpose, because you know where, where the reply button and the send button and the new message button is. You know that subconsciously. So if you put it in a new language, these are all small little things that really help you. But then the big part is once you once I had a, a bit of a basic of vocabulary and grammar, for me, it's not important to know how to spell words correctly or what the proper grammar is. But for me, it's conversations. And so what I was always teaching people is conversations just to get by and to get around. And then the big key thing is that so, so many people tell me, oh, but I'm afraid to make mistakes. Please, please make mistakes. The only way you can learn anything in life, a language, anything, anything make mistakes. Trust me, when you go out there and talk to locals, I made a ton of mistakes and they they love helping you and correcting you because they love that you're putting in the effort to learn. But if you're going to wait to be perfect, it's actually a video I made on, on my YouTube um, last week, you know, stop being that perfectionist. Like Make mistakes. It's okay, right? You learn from it. The only way I learned is because I was babbling all my way through and, and making the worst, you know, so what? I'm learning and now I speak it fluently, right? So if you're going to wait until it's perfect, you know, come on. Well, I find that uh, to be respectful too, if you're traveling to a new country is, uh, even if you're just there as a tourist or a traveler, 
learning a few phrases. Yes. Uh, the yes. locals really appreciate the fact that you're making an effort. I know when I do travel, yeah. I try to use a few words. Um, I'm not fluent. I'm not even fluent in English, even though it's my first language. I have trouble with that language. Mm-hmm. What I find is that, yeah, if you're in a country and you're able to speak a few words in their language, they they will go out of their way to help you. Not that they don't, if you can't speak their language, they won't. I'm just saying that you'll find that things are a lot easier through communication and less stressful. So if you're traveling to a country where mm-hmm. they speak Spanish or if they speak French or whatever country, study it like you say there are techniques out there which to learn a new language and and you said go ahead make mistakes Mm. because i think sometimes when you say the wrong phrase which i've done they laugh and you laugh together and it brings you absolutely closer so yes don't be afraid to make mistakes Mm. now as we move forward in this podcast i want to ask you if you've had any any misadventures when traveling and how you've dealt with it you know what? That's a really good question. And I'm going to be really honest. I've, um, for some reason, I, I never had any big issues. I mean, I mean, literally right now, Randall, I'm, I have no internet connection. I think for me, having no internet <laughs> is like the worst. And especially in these mountains, even my 4J, I, maybe my voice is breaking up right now. I don't know, but it's 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 a disaster. So no internet is for me. You know, I can live without TV, without radio, without anything, but no internet is really an issue. So so that's, um, that's an issue for me. But other than that, and I'm going to be touching, you know, knocking wood here, but a lot of people have asked me like, wow, you know, isn't it dangerous? A woman alone, you know, and 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 haven't you had any issues and this and that and and I can honestly say I have been meeting the most amazing people and I have enormous positive experiences and I really honestly think it's because I am staying very positive and open minded about it you know I think if you start traveling and you're afraid and you project that fear or you have doubts about someone, it's just, it's, it, you don't even have to travel Randall, but if you meet someone and you already have a judgment, it's not going to work, right? If you meet someone and you're open-minded and positive in your day-to-day life, no matter where in the world you are, for me, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's amazing, the, the, the amazing people um, I meet. Sometimes places are more remote than I would like to, especially in France, some, some places are beautiful, rural, but if you're traveling on your own, you also want some people um, and meet some people. And so when it's too, too lonely, too in the middle of nowhere, those are things that I, yeah, that are not so pleasant, but I, I you know, any big issues? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm maybe I'm lucky, but um, <laughs> in 20 years, I'm uh, yeah, I can say that my, my experiences are very positive. Well, I think too, it's just your how you approach things, and if you have a positive attitude, then it wouldn't be called a misadventure; it'd be called an adventure. And exactly. I, I want to just—I'm just, just going to say to our listeners that yes, there's been some technical issues here with, you know, audio freezing a bit, but we're going to do our best when we put this all together, so we get the best experience and get to hear your story. Now, as we approach the end of the show. 
this is an opportunity for you to talk to our listeners about maybe what you're currently working on, any future plans. I know you're already an author, but if there's any new books coming out, maybe something that our our listeners might be interested in hearing. Thank you so much. Well, I would say go to my YouTube channel and binge watch my videos there. I bring new videos every single week. My content and what I do is really about helping people escape their corporate job and find freedom. So it's about finding out how you can turn your passion into income. And what I talk about is the transition. And I always shout, do not take the leap. And I'm going to shout it again. Please don't take the leap of faith because so many people told me too a few years ago, like, follow your heart, Rachel, do what you love. And it's so easy and so nice. And it sounds so romantic, but it's not, you have to have a plan. And so I talk about, you know, creating that plan so that yes, you can escape your job. Absolutely. Once you find what it is, what passion, what talent, what skill you can actually monetize, and then you can leave your job. You know, and I I love inspiring and motivating people. So I would say if you can type my name, Rachel Smets, S-M-E-T-S, then type that into YouTube and you'll find me and and have a look. And and, and in, in every video, there's a description with all my contact details, and I'm happy to help you through some clarity, brainstorm some ideas with you if you want to, if you feel stuck. That's that's really what I do, Randall. That is really my YouTube is my everything, my content and helping my clients have the freedom they desire and, and live life on, on your terms. So well, I'll be sure sure to share those in the show notes. I I encourage mm-hmm. anybody who wants to make that change to contact Rachel, go to her YouTube channel, YouTube channel, because I've watched many videos there. There's a lot of information there. Connect with her because she can really guide you along the way. And, you know, you need somebody to help you. You know, you, you can try it on your own, but why, why, why try it on your own when you have someone here that can help you? So I would suggest mm-hmm. that uh, you, you know, check out Rachel's YouTube. We'll put the contact information. It's been a true pleasure speaking with you today, Rachel, and learned a little bit about you and about your travels, why you travel. The adventures and the misadventure. Misadventure is being somewhere where you don't have, like you said, take the TV away, the radio away, but you need your internet. So I want to thank you for being on the show. And sorry we had technical difficulties, but we'll get this episode published, edited, and it'll be a great podcast for people to listen to and gain some experience from. And at least they know who to reach out to. Like they'll reach out to Rachel because that's what you do. That's what that's. You help people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. It was really a pleasure. Thank you so much.